In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. The good times never end when you're talking in the lab, and that's what's going on right now. It's me, Drew Doherty, and my good pal John Harris waving those jazzy hands because he's the jazziest dude I know. John, <laughs> how you been, bro? What's going on? <laughs> I love it. Jazz hands. Where did jazz hands first emanate from? Was that from Friends, or is that just where I remember it? I'm not sure, man. I, I got to think they got it from something. Yeah, uh, I think so, too. Never seen a full Friends episode myself. What? Yeah. Wait, hold on. What did, What did you just say? Never seen a full Friends episode. I know it's a great show, et cetera, et cetera. I just never watched it. I don't know what was going on back in the like when I was in high school. I really wasn't able to watch TV much in prime time just because I was always yeah like, homework and studying and extra all that junk. And then I got to college. I didn't really watch prime time TV then. And then I don't know. I just I wasn't really into it. It's okay. It was it was funny because there are certain shows and just certain things that you'll have this recollection based on where you were in a particular period of life, who you were with. Friends started in 1994, which is not earth shattering. I mean, that's everybody seemingly that you know follows the show knows that. That was my first. It started the fall of 1984, and that was my first year out of college. And my wife and I would watched that show together when we were single and just going out and we watched friends. And that was, right. so that was sort of how we connected. So we watched the series all the way through. And so one day this was probably, I don't know, probably four or five years after the fact a friends episode came on and I started to watch it. And I'm, I just, I remember watching like 15 minutes of it. And I was at that point in pure 1560 form. And if you know anything about 1560, it was rail against the establishment. <laughs> So I'm watching like, and I'm like, this is such garbage. I can't believe I watched this, blah, 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 blah. Well, about a year later, I watched another episode and I watched all the way through and I was like, you know, this is pretty good. (laughs) Wow. I really like Friends. Well, then my daughter started watching it and it is one of her favorite shows of all time. Still holds up, huh? Still, for some reason, still holds up. And they just had a reunion show that was on HBO Max. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Mm Mm-hmm. My wife and my daughter and I, the three of us watched it and it was, it was awesome. And they brought back some guest stars and, you know, it was 17 years after, I mean, it was just really interesting to see them and kind of hear the stories. And I, it was, it was really, really cool, but I totally understand it because I know for me, there were some shows I know when my kids were little that I, I just didn't watch. Like I didn't watch any of the Sopranos, like none. I see on the opposite. I've seen every single right. one multiple times. Right. I will text Sopranos jokes with your old co-host Sean Pendergast. Well, I mean, yes, just, I love the Sopranos. Well, that was the thing. I didn't. I didn't watch any of them. And so when we got together and we started doing our show in 2007, he would quote the Sopranos and say some things from the Sopranos, and I'm just like, man, I don't understand any any of this. I don't like get anything that what he's talking about. I was just kind of like chuckle maybe and laugh. Like, I don't know. I don't have a clue. And so one day it came out in the air. I'm like, I've never seen any Sopranos. And of course, Sean watched them. My buddy Lance Zerline watched them. John Granado lived it. So um, I was like, I got to watch them. So I, I binge watched after the summer, the summer of 2008, I binge watched and I watched the whole thing. And I was just like, I don't, I can't kind of go in depth, but I kind of get things now when they, yeah. when he brings up characters, you know, he talks about 
big key going on the boat, going boat fishing. I'm like, I get it now. You know, I'll say this. If you binge, you binge it in an entire summer. That's some heavy duty stuff to let. It's a lot. It's pretty hard. I mean, it's so rich and so vibrant, but it could get you in a dark place. If you watch too many of them in too, wow. yeah. too close of a span. And that's, that's no knock. Cause I think it's, it's, I think it's the greatest show ever, but you yeah. got to kind of pace yourself. And, and yeah. I think back when it was back before pre, you know, pre-streaming when people would watch it once a week, I think that was a good, you know, a good way to space things out because I, like when yeah. I lived in Lubbock, I was living by myself. I was holding on by my fingernails, you know, financially. And so yeah. like one of the things I would do, the only time of the week that I had off when I was in Lubbock was Sundays, Sunday yeah. afternoons, really. Cause I had to, I had to do some stuff Sunday mornings and I would treat myself by cooking spaghetti and watching Sopranos <laughs> and eating spaghetti getting on a Sunday it, night. Get, it, Cause it. it was, it was off the air by that point, or it was almost off the air. And I'd yeah. watch it on DVD, like some oh, reruns. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'd watch like That's two or three. And then I'd be like, uh, this probably isn't good for my mental health. I need to probably <laughs> like pace myself and space <laughs> this out a little bit more because I'll I'll get a little too dark if, if I uh, watch too much of it's, it. it. It's so it's such an interesting show. But it, to my point of yeah. like being in different stages of life. Like, totally. Totally. There, I'm telling you, there are some movies. Um, I would imagine from the early 2000s, probably from like 2000 to 2005, that people are like, oh, did you see this movie? Did you see this movie? I'm like, nope. I mean, I had kids. We didn't. Yeah. I didn't. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't go to movies. We didn't see anything. Um, speaking of that span, speaking of that span from 2004, go watch a movie called Collateral. It's a Michael okay, Mann yes. movie. It's not Tom Cruise and Jamie Fox. It. It's outstanding. It's outstanding. I haven't seen it. It's really yeah, I haven't good. seen it. Really. To good. my point. Have, haven't seen it. It's on but Amazon Prime it, right now. You put it in that time frame, and I can promise you more than like, no, a TV show, maybe, maybe I would have watched. But with kids, we just didn't do anything. I mean, nothing. So I missed, I don't know, I can't, like, collateral. I never saw, I never saw that movie. There were a lot of movies. And, of course, then there were some that I would, we would see on, you know, on DVD, you know, you know either DVD or, at that point, VHS. Mm-hmm. But then taking it back to Blockbuster, this was funny. I can't remember who. Oh, it was the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens did this thing. And I saw Ohio State do it. They did a video where they took about five or six um, you know, players. And for the Ravens, it was the rookies. And it was called, Can You Name the 90s Editions? And they would give them a picture. <laughs> and they would say, what is this? Right. And there were a few of them. They had no idea. And so they handed them one, and it said Blockbuster. And I think it was Rashad Bateman. He looked at it and went, I don't know, what is this? Like, he had no, no idea about a blockbuster. And I'm like, we lived at Blockbuster, man. We'd have that stack of you know, DVDs or VCR tapes and go up there. And then we didn't return them for a week. So our late fees were like 45 bucks. It's ridiculous. I was the always smell of paying, the carpet like, when you walk in. Oh, Oof, oh absolutely. Getting snacks and yep. whatever else. Uh, I used to love a trip to Blockbuster. And on that note, on one of the streaming services, I'm not sure which one, there's a documentary called The Last Blockbuster. Good stuff. I've seen it. Yeah, it's really good. It's very, very good. It's great. It's on it Netflix, I believe. That. Yeah. Watch it. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, hey, the roster has been released and we got some numbers, some number changes. I'm just going to breeze through some of these, not all of them, some of them, because that's tedious to do all of them. But like Lonnie Johnson's wearing number one. Number mm-hmm. one hasn't been worn by 
Houston Texans very often. Mark Ingram's number two. To Rod Taylor's number five. Justin Reed is still 20. Number 24 is Tremont Smith. Philip well, can I tell you? So, so here's my here's my here's my number twenty four story. Okay, you and I've been around a bit. You've been around a little bit longer than I have. You got back. You got in there two thousand nine. So, there are just numbers that you see, and you immediately associate that number with mm-hmm. a particular person, right? Yep. So I say twenty four to you, and you just immediately close your eyes and you J. go, Joe. "Yes, J. Joe." So the other day, I'm walking down the hallway. And I'm walking to my, I'm walking to the studio and I'm passing some of the guys. They're walking out to OTAs. I'm going to put my stuff down and go out to OTAs after that. And so I see number 24 and I'm like, oh man, Bradley Roby must, he's changed his number from 21 to 24. I was like, okay. And then I, I just, then, and then I went, oh, I did the math. I was like, oh, maybe Mark Ingram wanted 21. Roby wasn't married at 21. So there you go. Roby then picks 24 in honor of J. Joe. I don't I have no idea. I'm like, this is all that's going on in my head. Have no idea. Then I get out practice and I see 21. And I'm like, wait, that's Roby in 21. And I look over and I'm like, 24 looks like a clone of 21 <laughs> and that's Tremont Smith. I mean, it baffled me. I'm like, wait a second. And so I'm trying to put it all together, but I swear you, I saw Tremont Smith in a hallway and I've seen Tremont Smith. I mean, I called games with Tremont Smith when he was at central Arkansas. Sure. And so I'd seen him before, but I'm talking build everything dreads, uh, a little facial hair, the exact like same like now I see my clothes. Yeah, they look different. But as I'm walking by, I'm like, oh, rope changes number. And with all the number changes and all that, and of course the roster changing, um, you know, as it was, I like seeing Mark Ingram at number two. That's kind of it's kind of interesting. And that yeah, um, it back. takes twenty one. Yeah, so I I um, that that'll that'll take a second uh, to see him in single digits. It's like Cornell Armstrong. Cornell Armstrong. He's now number, number three. three. Yeah, yeah, he moved to number three, and so. Immediately, I went, Oh, that means Philip Lindsay got 30. And then Philip Lindsay came out a little bit later, and I saw him, and he's went over 30. So, Corner Armstrong going to three. It's the single digits that kind of throw you off a little bit, right? Because you're just not used to seeing that on non quarterback kickers in the NFL. And then so, some guys, and some guys have changed their number, you know, like, uh, I mean, this is a minor one because he hasn't played as much, but number 87 is now Kahale wearing. It's Kahale been here in Fellows the last few years, but. Kahale was wearing number 81, which I've always associated with Owen Daniels. I mean, he's, yeah. he's the standard at tight end for this franchise. He's a pro bowler. He's awesome. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like you see those little those little moves there. Shaq Lawson's 93. And he was 90. He's He's been 90. He was 90 at Clemson. He was 90 with the Bills. He was 90 with the Dolphins. Now he's 93, and I'm just like, oh. Which 90 here has been a pretty significant number. You've had Clowney. You've had Mario. Right. Now you've got Blacklock wearing it. So. Yep. Yeah, it's just uh, those are a few little tidbits that I thought I'd pass along. Give me one one thing that stood out to you last week from OTAs. Just one observation. It could be teeny tiny in the grand speck of things. I yeah. guess everything is if you if you're thinking relatively, uh, you know, speaking. But what what stood out to you last week? It was warm. The guys were working. What'd you see? Well, one of the things um, 
I love the attendance. I thought the, the attendance is great. When you talk about a voluntary situation and to see that many guys on campus, if you will, I thought that was tremendous. The second thing, and I noticed this as soon as, as I saw him, I, I knew it having seen him on film because you can see a guy's you know, butt and legs. And you and I probably talked about this, but when you see Roy Lopez like up close and personal, you're like, man, if he put you in a scissor lock, you die. Like his, his thighs are just enormous. Mm-hmm. And it's that strength that you see that he plays with. And you can see why you just, well, okay, well, that figures. Um, it's number 79, Roy guys, Lopez. Right. Which hopefully changes after some cutdowns that he can get in a nineties number because I, I can't, a defensive lineman where 79, I just can't get there. I mean, Michael Bennett wore 72. Ray Childress. Right, Childress do wear 79. Okay, we're good. We're all right. We can I can live with that for a little bit yeah. then. But I'd rather see him in a 90s number. Of course. But Malik Collins was another one. You know, stand, you know, Malik Collins standing next to Roy Lopez. It's like, man, you look at how they're built. And they're just they're built differently. You know, that's kind of become a thing on Twitter. You know, hashtag built different. Well, dude, you're 62215. I'm sorry, you're not built different. These guys are because I guarantee you they can't find a pair of pants that fits them, you know, on the rack. I can promise you that those guys are quote unquote built different, but I loved, I love, you know, seeing that. I love the, the attention to detail as far as, you know, takeaways, things like that, really focusing yeah. on those sort of things. And I love the energy that uh, I saw from Lovey Smith, man. Lovey Smith was just, I, I don't know how he's got that energy, but he was just from one drill to the next, really involved in every drill that was going on. Um, I thought it was, it was really impressive to watch, um, that situation, but they repped things over and over and over and over and over and over again, which really is what you should be doing. You should be working on individual stuff, and then you should be just repping the things that you know you're going to do the most. You should be repping those right now so they become second nature for guys that are going to be on the field. Um, and oh, by the way, one last one would be Neville Hewitt, linebacker, yeah, formerly the Jets. Late, late edition, about two, three weeks ago, the Texans picked him up. Drew, that dude would win any bodybuilding contest throughout the NFL. Oh my God. I just, I was like, holy smokes, who's 43? And then, I, of course, I had to do the math and figure it out myself at that point, which I did out of practice that day. I was like, okay, that's Neville Hewitt. Holy which cow. That's, that's, that's an Hewitt. interesting, he's an interesting addition because he led the Jets in tackles last year. And listen, yeah. I know if you lead a team in tackles, that doesn't mean you're the best defensive player on the team, sure. but it's still a significant statistic, a significant enough statistic, I believe. So yeah. that's going to be something that bears watching. And obviously you think because of Matt Bazergan's uh, time before the Texans, he was with the Jets and spent, spent a good amount of time there. He is pretty in touch with what they've, like what they've seen, what they've done over the last few years. So you got to think it gets his stamp of approval. And he probably thinks it's a, you know, a, a nice addition of, to add some competition to the roster. No doubt. I mean, and, and that's really, that's really all you're trying to, to do is to create, I mean, who knows whether, you know, Neville Hewitt's going to end up being, uh, you know, a factor for this, this particular team. And you said it best when it comes to tackles, I've kind of gone on my little rants about tackle statistic. It's just like, mm, you know, the the stat just doesn't always tell a story. I felt kind of like that with Terrell Adams. I thought Terrell had a good year. 
but people were like, oh, he's had so many tackles. And um, I didn't really want to like burst their bubble and I didn't want to burst Terrell's because it's like, man, the dude fought forever to get on a field yeah. and he did a lot of really good things, but it's like, man, you know, you get tackles for tackling guys that catch a pass 10, 12 yards downfield. And, you know, it's not always just about that. You know, is that guy, is he in the right spot all the time? Is he where he needs to be? Is he missing tackles too? Those kind of things all play a role. Um, but I think when you do lock up over 100 tackles, you have a pretty good nose for the football. And I think the one other thing about Hewitt is he got better every year with the Jets. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's a hugely important uh, thing to consider uh, about players. Are they getting better every single year? And I think he definitely did that when he was with the Jets. And hopefully the Texans will be able to benefit from that. Well, I'll say this. You came into the Texans organization at a very, very high level, and you've only gotten better every year. So, I mean, we're just well, reaping the benefits you, of John Harris. So, it's always well, good talking with you. Like I said, remember, go watch Collateral. It's a great movie. You won't be uh, disappointed. And until then, we'll talk again next week. Sound good? Sounds great, man. Let's do it. Bye.